<laughs> Welcome to Empower Talks, the podcast where empowerment takes center stage. No fancy edits, no scripted conversations, just real and authentic discussions. I'm your host, Christina. Join me, an amazing guest, who are generously sharing their insight to inspire and uplift. Empower Talks is more than a podcast. So join us, because it's your catalyst for unleashing your inner awesome. What up, y'all? It's another episode. You know, I say it every episode. Whoo, I'm thankful we got through another episode. I still, I still can't believe we got to another episode. Woo, God is good. I'm excited. I'm happy. And <laughs> this episode, listen, we are really growing as we're going, and we're really going, hoping we're growing. So it's exciting. This episode, because there's been just so much going on and a lot of change and a lot of transition in life and just things happening, and because so many people have been reaching out, hey, when are you going to do another episode with Nini? This episode, we are going to have Nini as our special guest. Woohoo! Drum roll. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo Welcome back, Nini. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you. So excited. Y'all, let's be very transparent. She told me not to tell y'all before we got on this, but I'm going to tell anyway. <laughs> don't do it. Christina, don't do it. I'm going to tell anyway, y'all. So okay, y'all know. Thank you. So <laughs> Nini has genuinely blessed us with her time and her efforts and the love for this Empower Talks community, y'all. She has. Because she is currently recording while she is on the road, y'all. If that ain't commitment and dedication, I don't know what it is okay that's real yeah, friendship the, yeah the part is not about recording while i'm on the road you know the part is that i'm driving a 2004 van that's <laughs> well i we'll wasn't giving that, details we'll that it's for a purpose <laughs> i wasn't giving details but you know you 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 decided to put the details out there i was like you know, as long as the transparency was there you know so well, this I said, is i said it just in terms of the, the noise if there's any noise oh we can hear it it's wonderful but see <laughs> at least our ears work well enough to know that we can hear the background noise okay praise god ears work Ooh. well okay hallelujah thank you god thank you jesus <laughs> but i i did want it's so funny so because it's you and because you are just fluent and well-versed i believe in this and very wise and y'all she has no idea what i'm about to talk about so this is gonna be funny but i have a plan i would like to this is going to be part one of this series that we're gonna do and it's gonna be part listen it's supposed to be four parts but listen at this point seven is the number of completion so i really wanted to talk about because i hear the term so much nini i wanted to talk about church hurt mm. and i you know i'm i'm not i'm not from here so coming to the mainland and hearing all about church hurt and then when you you know getting in connected into the church and serving and really stepping in and then even when I was in Phoenix and serving in church, I never experienced, you know, quote unquote, church hurt, as I put the air quotes in the air. 
but being in Vegas, I've I've heard just so much of the term and not to say that church hurt only happens in Vegas. I'm not saying that, y'all. I'm just saying it's just been really around me a lot and I've been hearing a lot of it. Apparently, I've experienced it that I didn't know it was identified with church hurt. I just think, hey, hurt is hurt. That's what it is. But I did. I wanted to talk about that with you, Nini, because a lot of people have been talking about it. It's been coming up a lot. You know, we actually ex- walking through or walking out, you know, just stuff like that. So, yeah. So you up for that combo today? We'll make it quick. I promise. Part one. Beautiful. Beautiful. That was a yes, I'm guessing, you know, that's so, a yes. so the people know, so the people know, because they don't know, a, they don't know yes. our communication I, level. <laughs> you know, I, um, you know that I lean in on Jesus on the inside. Yes. And then I pause and let the heart and the mind remember uh, lessons, uh, principles, the experiences that I've learned through. So I'll bring that all to the table. I'm excited. Now I just need to ask before we start, is the window rolled up? Okay. Is the air conditioner on? Is the heat blowing? Let's ask those questions. So so we are, we are staying focused y'all stay, stay focused. Remember we, we, this is real life. Okay. So I just need to make sure, make sure windows is up, air condition, not blowing, AC, whatever, (laughs) heater, you know, all of the above. (laughs) It's all good. But no, I, the reason why is it's really been on my heart, honestly, for a while. Uh, You know, I've been hearing a lot about church hurt for about almost two years, you know, hearing quite a bit about it. I mean, I've heard it, but I've never really associated or connected myself with it. But it was weird. We had an experience recently, and it's funny. From what I see and from what I've witnessed and what I've seen and heard other people go through, it's like when a person or a family leaves a church, it's as if they are, what's the word, excommunicado. It's as if they're, you know... They they are banned. It's 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 scary to me from what I've witnessed and my experience has been. It's like it's a high school club and you can get kicked out or they don't want to talk to you or people pretend you're not there or pass you by or, you know, all that stuff. And that's what I want to step into. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, when you said... Uh, church hurt and then you said you've always thought hurt is hurt you know um in in the way the father god god created the world and what he had in mind the scriptures let us know that he created family he said as let us make man in our image and from that image we were uh, sent out in the world to be interdependent. The scripture says we have gifts uh, given and we're to interact with one another based on the gifts and the Mm -hmm. abilities God has given us. And then he says, even as he has loved us, we are to love 
one another. Uh, we're an interdependent world. And in that, there was safety in the beginning. There was a sense of, as God is loving me, I am loving you with the same interest invested in me that God has had, I'm to invest that same interest in others for their good as he is loving me and helping me for my good. Yeah. So when that gets, has a problem, when there's no safety, when something goes wrong with that expectation that you're supposed to be for my good, there's hurt. There's hurt. Because when you go somewhere, that's why we, it's very heavy. When there's family and there's hurt, church where there's hurt, marriages where there's hurt, those are places and spaces we expect to be understood, to, for someone to fight on our behalf, for someone to uh, care about our needs. So that's the first, that's part A first of what I wanted to say there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So does that, I guess the question is, is the expectation or is it a, and, and I don't, I, I don't know the answer to this. And it's, it's funny because I have asked pastors before and, you know, each, I believe each pastor is different. But the belief in the core, I, and this is just me, I speak for myself, I believe that the way a church operates stems from the top. You know what I mean? And it starts from the top down. So however the pastor, the senior pastor or whatever is moving, I believe that that's how the whole church is going to move. In essence, I don't mean everybody's the same and everybody's got the same. I just mean that the standards or the expectations or the boundaries set, you know, are started and implemented from the top down. What the top will allow, the the rest will do and follow. Mm -hmm. And I guess when you say, you know, church hurt and the, or the, the places of hurt and the expectation is that there is to be good done for me, or that's a place where that is expected. If the church as a whole from, let's say staff or volunteers and everybody connected in that, does that mean that if they're not speaking with you or, because let's be real, there are times when you can walk into a church and one day someone's talking to you, the next day they're not going to talk to you. They could have been gossiping or thing. I'm a big believer in, and I, <laughs> I, I, I'm terrified to say this, but let's just be transparent and real. I believe that some of the worst hurt happens and can happen from people within the church. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. I've, I've experienced a little bit of it. I've had, you know, what's the word? I've, I have been wronged or as the quote unquote church world would say, I've sin I have been sinned against, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but 
by folks in the church and whatnot mm -hmm. more than I have from quote unquote folks in the world. Mm -hmm. But it didn't make me love anybody or whoever hurt me any less. It just, I acknowledged the hurt. I didn't identify it as quote unquote church hurt, but I acknowledged the hurt. I address it in love and truth. You know, you go up to the person that you have ought with, you address it in love and truth. And it's not my responsibility whether or not they're going to receive what I'm sharing. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I have a biblical responsibility to address it in love and truth. But at the same time, I mean, if they don't hear you, I, I know the scripture where the Bible says, you know, address your odd. And if they don't hear it, you know, do it in private. But if they don't hear it, bring a witness. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, going further and bringing the church. But the experience that I've had, and I'll just speak for myself and, and not the many stories that I've heard from so many different people, whether currently still in church or having left church or just grew up in church and never wanted to go back because they felt forced or whatnot and what they've seen. But in my experience, that hurt was more of an impact and painful than anybody that in the world has ever done, in essence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for me, that kind of speaks volumes just because if anybody knows me personally, I've walked through quite a bit of experience and revolving people. I mean, you know, we have, we've got a blended family, all this stuff. There's just many different experiences. So I guess to your point, I do have an expectation that the church is supposed to be a place where I expect good to come from it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I also have the understanding that we're all humans. You know, it's it's not meant to be perfect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I believe that if we can be real about our imperfections and our flaws or that there's conflict and know how to handle it and address it, I feel like if more churches taught, and I'm not saying that they don't, I can't speak for every church, but I'm saying from the churches that I've experienced and churches that I've been a part of or served in or whatnot, I feel that if more churches would help focus on how to lovingly confront and maintain relationships when there's conflict amongst fellow believers, mm -hmm. it would make such a huge, huge difference. Mm -hmm. And there's this church that my husband and I were visiting right now. And I must say, shout out to City Light because the pastor there, Pastor Jabin, and no, he does not know me. He doesn't listen. I, I don't know him. We don't know his family, none of that. But we've been visiting the church. And he he is very transparent about himself, his flaws. He puts it all out there. There is no shame. There is, you know, I think we all have a little bit of crazy. So to put it in perspective, like he puts his crazy out there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he, yeah, yeah. Teaches you, he teaches, 
he teaches and you can see it from I've seen it from how his staff treats each other, from how the volunteers treat even just the atmosphere when you walk in. It is such a even just in how he speaks, it is such a huge difference and a reflection in taking the time to really pay attention and learn and be intentional about people and the awareness of people, you know, not. Yeah. The religious part, but the awareness of the people part. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, And he does, I do want to give such honor there because at least from what I've seen, he mm-hmm. really does such a great job at acknowledging all people in that aspect and not just some and then referencing how to manage that. And when you have conflict or when you have a disconnect, but starting from even just staff and how to treat your staff. He has a leadership podcast that my husband, Yeah, I, I listened to a little bit of it, but stuff like that. And so that's where I know you are well, well affluent in and wanting your advice in how does someone empower themselves when walking through quote unquote church hurt? Well, I love everything you just said. And, um, and you, you, shared the aspects of how uh, church hurt can happen and and how people uh, can expect that that environment should be most supportive, right? Um, Since the idea with church is that it is the atmosphere that is extending the heart of God. It's not just the average cultural Uh, expectation. It is something of a higher quality of life. So we go in there expecting heaven, heaven (laughs) and painlessness and unity and harmony, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like we're going to float on air with everyone and, you know, it's going to be a painless atmosphere. But that is not what the Bible says. That's not what God tells us, right? That He says that we are uh, encouraged to love one another even as he has loved us. That we are to extend ourselves to one another in the same manner in which he extends himself. But in the process, there's a whole bunch of scriptures that say, be patient one with the other. Consider one another. Yes. When, When someone has, does something against you, pray for them. Right. So he is he is. We the first foundationally, I want to say that let's just I want to take apart the idea of church for a minute that when we look, when we get a picture and go through the the Bible, we see that the gathering of God's people. When they came together from the very beginning, it was about the sharing of a person. And that person was the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And from the get-go, it was about relationship with him, that he came to restore what was lost. And there were many things lost. When you look back in the Bible, we understand that our nature was initially made like God's nature. We had a union with him and deep feeling with him. 
and deep connection with him. And we had the same thinking patterns as he, that we lived in the place of win-win. I got your back, you got my back. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, We considered one another deeply. We walked in each other's moccasins. The world was made in the truest sense of family. But the Bible says, and also we lived from the place of, God, what do you want? The original, the original way that the world was made was in a righteousness and a rightness that came from the way of God. That nature was our nature. The Bible says that when humanity, when the world fell away from God, I call it the great divorce, and many people call it the great divorce. When we fell away from God, we fell away from that intimacy with God, that sense of safety, that sense of right thinking. We were clawing in the dirt. Now we scramble for identity and security and a sense of peace. And we end up using one another to get that. So we were at first encouraged from our closeness with God, the overflow to love and be with one another, speaking truth in all manner and speaking truth in love, getting from God our sense of well-being and then living that well-being with one another instead of me having to claw and scratch and get and suck it from you. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. And when I'm doing that, church hurt. I go in an environment and I'm not there to worship God. I'm still there to suck y'all dry to get mine. While I do have intentions to know God, but if I've not been taught to first be about seeking him, taking my heart and my life to him fully. And then I'm not taught that things can go wrong between people. But that same Bible that says Jesus is Lord and he's your savior and he saved you from sin, that same Bible gives you ways in which to walk through hurt, disappointment, abandonment, rejection, confusion, We're to be patient one with the other. If that's taught early, I have the right mind on how to walk with people. But if I'm there and I'm just talking scripture and racing through (laughs) religious rituals, it's gonna it's gonna be hard because I'm not gonna be with God. I'm gonna be with the external. Yeah. With just people and 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 well, you said this and you said and the Bible said we're supposed to do this and and it's not heart it's not spirit it's not win-win it's i gotta get mine so we do have to be taught because for lack of knowledge the bible says we do perish yep so we do have to be taught and and so in churches that that is that needs to be taught from the get-go so people are coming with a, a a holistic understanding of being givers and receivers still in a realistic realm and space still when we're even at church. 
right? And there's still effort in loving yeah. one another. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's yep. real. Ooh. And I feel though, like, cause I wasn't raised in a Christian church. I mean, you know, it was Catholic, which is, they still identify whatnot as Christian, but I mean, it really was, I, I feel like a lot of people in the world have a better understanding of a holistic approach, just in essence of, they kind of got to figure it out and do it on their own. I'm not saying it's the best way or it's the wrong way or it's the right what, you know, whatnot, but I can speak from experience that, you know, my, my grandparents, it's funny growing up, my grandparents and I come from a huge family. My mom is 11 of 15 and you know, <laughs> It, it's a lot of first cousins, but when we grew up, it was... You guys are a party all by yourself. <laughs> you know, it was... We we had to get along. I mean, there was a, a get along <laughs> shirt that you could get into, or you had to figure it out together and by do it way. with a smile on your face. You know what I mean? And, yep. and talk it out and have that real respect and real... And at the time, we may not have liked it, but we all did it together. And yes. so I give honor to my grandparents because I wasn't in the Christian church as a young age learning that. I saw that from, you know, my grandparents, I believe it was 56 years of marriage before my grandpa died. And mm. just the mm. children and how they raised, you know, my mom and my aunts and uncles. And, and it's just a beautiful thing to see when you understand Listen, my grandma would always tell me that I never had to worry about being jealous of anything because everything that God had for me, God had for just for me. Nobody mm -hmm. else could take it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you, to your point of if you learn that at a young age, I didn't have to worry about somebody else getting what was mine in essence. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry mm -hmm. about jealousy. I didn't have to worry about what was for me if I was really going to have it or not. Nice. That's right. That's you know, right. if someone was going to take it from me or not. Uh, <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. feel like mm -hmm. when you say, especially taught at a young age and it doesn't have to be like you know it's not like the religious thing but like you said the relationship of stuff the realness of hey when I come from a place of I'm not trying to go and get 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 but understand that God is where I get God is where I'm given God is where I get so when I step into something else there's not an expectation of Gimme, 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 gimme. What you gonna do for me, 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 me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're, you're saying, so I, there are two things right away that come to me as you're speaking. So, and, and I love that you say within your family, from your experience, that aspect of I didn't have to worry, right? The general aspect of the general part, the general way of community, of, of culture most of us do worry, right? We do. Many of us are not in, in childhood taught or made secure within ourselves about our lives. We do worry. You know, will I have mine? Who loves me? 
the sense of rejection, a lot of that does happen in childhood. When it doesn't, how awesome. Because then as a human being, there's a little more sense of security, right? Mm-hmm. But I wanna, I wanna also bring together, Christina, that, you know, I, I, when I talk, uh, when my daughter and I talk, we say, um, and I said my daughter and I for the, the, those listening, but Christina knows who my daughter is, <laughs> right? So, um, but being a human being is a divine experience. We were, we were made to be a human is a divine existence, right? So if, cult, if in culture, I'm doing something right, that still came from God because the Bible says all good things come from above. So if in families, we have a revelation in our family, like I got your back, that's one aspect of God we have, we're aware of. Mm-hmm. Anything good comes from God. So when you say, you know, sometimes I experience more God in culture than, well, let me put it, say it this way. First of all, if someone doesn't believe in God and they're just living theirs, there are many reasons we, we I, if I'm not going through God for something and I'm just being, I may be, I may do good to you, but we all have different reasons why. Right. So, for instance, with family, just an example, as you gave, and this is not necessarily your family's background about it. Uh But for all of us, for many of us. If you're mine. And we're family, I got your back. If it costs me everything. Right. Because you're mine. Right. And so there may be a, a pride about it. There may be. You know, it's it's not about giving God glory. It's not about, and it can, by the way, but I'm just saying for many of us, it's you're mine. You're in my family line. (laughs) You're mine and I got your back. So you're going to experience that sense of security or connectivity because of the protectiveness of family, right? If I'm in the church, Jesus is saying, that same sense should be there. But that we, are, we belong to one another through him. He mm-hmm. is the core. And that's the correct way he, the Holy Spirit is helping us all renew our minds. Right? But many of us come to church and we don't have that understanding. And we're very much separate from people. It's still what the Bible says, seeing one another in the flesh. We're still, I'm here over here and you're over there. And I'm inching my way towards you and I hope you accept me. <laughs> but imagine, yeah, right? <laughs> but imagine if we had that renewed mind of you're instantly mine because we come through the Father, through the Lord Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Because of the Creator, you are mine. And now the same manner of tenderness but I want to, on how I want to be treated, I'm going to give out to you mercy. Uh, if you, yeah. and there may still be justice in something if you do something wrong, but how would I want to be treated in that? While I have to be accountable for something, I still want dignity and respect. Yes. You know, the, all of those aspects, when you're mine, 
I'm fighting for you the same way I would fight for myself because back to the father, he first loved us. Yes. Now it doesn't mean pain just disappear, but we're in it together. Yes. We're That's in good. it together. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And that makes a different kind of world. So, you know, again, in the world, we may come together for different reasons. So sometimes it's very direct. It's like, man, these people have my back more than the church. But also be careful because those people have your back. Do you know why? <laughs> you know, sometimes I find out later, oh boy, I don't want this connectivity. You know? <laughs> you know, but with Jesus, it's, it's clear and pure. And he laid down his life. He first loved us before we loved him. And he says, now imitate that. Imitate yes. that love. Yes, that's so real. Way, and I wanted to, well, I'll, I'll say, I'll go back to something else later, just in case you had a response about that. Oh, no, please share, share, share. Well, that was one thing um, we, we had said earlier, too, that he, that um, God has realistic manners in which he tells us to practice. Mm -hmm. And one of the other ways of helping church hurt is if you have trouble with somebody, he says, go and talk to them straight up. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. Let's do it. But, and he says truth and love, but many of us, <laughs> you know, we come through truth and love. And I'm, if I'm so angry, I'm not looking at the bigger picture that we're family. I just want you to know you hurt me. And so I, that, that truth. And that ain't truth. Ever, yeah. That it doesn't, truth. the truth can come out, but it may come out more rough, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I don't feel tender and I, I don't, have a gentle love and I'm not thinking win-win I'm thinking to get mine right so yeah. God's God's saying um consider one another you know know who you're talking to you know there uh, work, work with God on we're gonna get past this because father you're in it with me through difficulties help me to uh take on a spirit um a, a first of faith that you're in this with us and you're going to help us get through this so that I don't just have a narrow vision and lose my way to just get mine. Yeah. As you have, how many things I've disrespected God in? How many mm -hmm. things I've disappointed him? And, and it's, you know, yeah, he's not some religious concept sitting on the wall. Yeah. You know, the, the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. There's a person you're dealing with. Yes. And I love, in, you know, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. So, and then the last part of that is if you, so he says, come and speak. But then he says, if you can't get it together with each other, get a third party. Yes. So God's real. He's like, listen, you guys see in part, you have a fallen nature. You're not like the way I originally made you. Cause you're all about you scratching in the corner to get <laughs> yours. So I'm gonna, I'm going to show you practice. I want you to develop practices that help you in this life while I renew your mind and help you get back to seeing like I see and being like I am. Yes. And I, I want to, I love, I love, love, love what you're saying. And I want to take it a step further in essence of the part where I, I always hear, I hear a lot. I hear quite a bit, you know, where we got to, confront our ought and address a person in truth and love. 
but I always like to push myself and I'm only going to use me as an example. I like to push myself a step further and I'm like, remember, there's only one truth. That's God's truth. But the second thing is it says in love, it doesn't say how I ought to be loved. And I, I, for me, when I'm talking to another person, I'm not sharing my ought with them in the way that I deem that they need to hear it from how I expect to be received loved. I have to humble myself and be like, first, is there anything that I've done to wrong you? But secondly, when I'm sharing my truth or what has hurt me or, you know, caused pain, I need to make sure that I have taken enough time to understand the person that I'm talking to on a level that I get to see how they receive and feel love because we all feel it differently. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. And so for me, it's easy for, it's funny. It's easy for me to tell my husband (laughs) how he has hurt me and how I want to be loved and, and be kind and respectful but I, have, I always have to remind myself that the other half of that is just because I may be saying it respectfully and in a loving way, it doesn't mean he's hearing it in love. Because yeah. the yeah. way that I say it may not be the way he, even though I'm saying it in love in my thought, he may not be receiving it because that's not how the way he feels or, you know, gets love. Christina, I've got to comment on that. I just destroyed two relationships for a season oh lord because (laughs) of how fast i speak sometimes physically and that brings anxiety pace pace you know so high energy fast pace the very thing i'm saying i may want peace with someone but i'm speaking so fast and so much information the offense was so high with two different people (laughs) Two different people. And I was heartbroken because this has been a practice since I was young. And Jesus has been working with me on it for a very long time. But I think this one hit the fan. Because these were people that I deeply love and deeply respect and want in my life. And they wanted me in their life. Good relationship. But the speed, the intensity the many words caused a block between us. And then separate oh. from the block came the misunderstanding because too many words. Oh my yeah. gosh. And I couldn't take back. I couldn't explain. I couldn't get the person to see another meaning to what I was saying because they heard it differently because it was so said so fast. So though I was trying to take it all back and give different meaning and say, no, no, you misunderstood. It has cost months of going back. I just said to Jesus, what do you want? I'm asking you. First, I prayed. I said, Father, would you talk to them? Because you know the end from the beginning. You know how we're made. You can talk to us. Would you let them know, please? And then, of course, I ask forgiveness, Lord, because you've been saying, slow your tongue down. So I've been, I'm on the other side of the track doing something that's not helpful. I'm doing something that tool, and I'm not condemning myself, but I'm saying, do it differently, Nini, so there's best effect. So their relationships yeah. are more relaxed, you know? 
So it's not about condemnation, but it's about let's let's do the new thing. You know, let's put off the old, like the Bible says. So uh, I was excited to do that, but I was a day late and a dollar short. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, and it cost me months. It cost me months and Holy Spirit says, no matter what, <laughs> you're the you're the one who has to keep coming back. And in the natural, it looks like I was begging, but it's not begging when the Bible says, as long as it's up to you, do all you can to be at peace, peace. one with the other. Yeah. So I had to keep, I would wait a while, a week or two and go, hey, <laughs> <laughs> and be like, and say it again. And then they would reject again. No, I'm done. I'm done with you. Da da da. And I'm like, wow, this is gonna cause major ego with me. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, I'm ready to go. Are you kidding me? You know? And the thought is, no, are you kidding me? You restore what is right here. You were out of order and God taught you better practices. And you keep doing these things that have a risk factor. Because like you said, Christina, we're not all the same. We're not all the same. So how I'm saying the thing, someone else could be taking it very differently. And I have to make room for that for better communication and better meaning. So that was a very, very weighty um, lesson. And I'm actually still restoring one of the, of the, the one has come and there's intimacy and harmony. The other, I'm still in a, in despair, I'm, I'm, I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> we gonna we gonna pray about that. That's going to be on the next part two. We're going to talk about that. Part two is coming up y'all. So we're going to do yeah, part and, two. And, and the Bible does say weep with those who weep, rejoice with, rejoice those, who with rejoice. those who rejoice. When I, I'm laughing right now, but when I step into communication with that person, I'm going to be weeping because I will make sure I am feeling what they felt when I behaved that way. Yeah, because that's what it is to consider one another and their way and and let that, you know, let them know that I feel what they felt. Yes. Whoo. That's power. It's powerful. God's good. That's God helping us learn how he does love and does Mm -hmm. life. Yes. And it is a constant, constant, steady, daily work in progress. I mean, it's a constant daily surrendering of oneself. I feel like I constantly have to take my mind and my mouth. My dog says, yes, yeah, she's in agreement. I constantly have to take my mind and my mouth to we've Jesus. We've got dogs. We've got vans. We've got. <laughs> ah, listen, but we are, we got words and we got empowerment and we, you know, and, and I'm excited and I know we're a little bit over time, yeah. but this is, it's important. And this is why I wanted to do it in parts because I knew that this would be such a topic. And then for those that are, you know, wonderfully listening and blessing us with your ears, if there is something that you want to talk about within quote unquote church hurt or share your stories or feedback, please Come on over to cphughes.com, submit your story, share your info, talk about it, let us know, here for it. I literally read every single email. I mean, this is exciting. Nini, I am excited for part two. They don't know. Part two, though, I'm going to guess. I'm going to pray for you being stationary because I'm excited. (laughs) So this will be awesome. 
But listen, however we can make it work, I am happy and excited and as always very honored and very blessed. You know, I have, I just absolutely love and adore and appreciate you. Christina, love you to pieces. Christina, I will end whatever part amount that you have us do, meaning part one, part two, part three, part 1,000, whatever <laughs> you do. Um, I want to end each time the last thing to say over and over again that while what I just said a minute ago sounded like so much effort to keep going, there is something I believe in that I'm the further I stay with Jesus and, and, and he's holding my hand, I'm holding his, there, the inner work of God is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And that Paul says, his love compels me. That compelling is a force. It's a push. Yes. And there's a supernatural. We're not with God on just on an academic basis. We're on, he is doing with who he is. He made the world. This is a supernatural walk. It's greater than natural. So though we are, though we are capable people, God made us as humans capable, we are ever told stay linked to God, he takes the natural and he puts a super on it. So you would think I'm just trying to get a relationship healed because I'm, because I, I want to use that person because I want them in my life, right? And so I'm like doing all this effort. And absolutely not. There is a force of love that presses on me, that comes from above, that that is that overflow of compassion and deep love with God, that it's not all day long, oh my gosh, I've got I've to do this and the sweat of it. It holds me and keeps me. And it's not just me, it's us as believers. He yes. holds and keeps us and carries us to move into that way of being. And it's a breaking into that right nature, that true nature of love. So that I'm not sweating to love someone else. I am, I, I, I'm loving them as God loves me. And I'm experiencing that love. It's an overflow. So, and it gets, it gets better and better, of course, as we stay with God. You know, when it's all, and, and of course, it's building the muscles of it. You know, in the beginning, I may be freaking out going, um, you know, I may be freaking out going, what do I do? You know, what? She didn't understand. Why not? Why not? You know, I'm all there because I'm so not used to loving in that way. I'm used to starting off with me loving myself. Yeah. Being offended that I'm not accepted. But as that love from God pierces me and I see how much I'm loved. And that's why spending time with him, being with him all day long in mind, heart and, and activity um, we experience that new life inside that pushes us towards one another in a right way and in a very giving way. And it's it's quite amazing and, and, and shocking, the love and the sacrificial love that just begins to unfold within. Just wanted to say that piece. Love with God presses us to show up right and well and strong and continuous in the world. And it's not all sweating because there's an <laughs> inner working from God. 
Yes. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you shared that. We're going to have to end it every, every, uh, every, every, every episode when we do it. Every part will end it that way and cool. share that. And it's such a blessing again. It's such an honor, Nini. I thank you again for your time, for your efforts. Thank you, God, for keeping her safe while she was driving. Don't worry, y'all. She was on Bluetooth. We don't be breaking laws. <laughs> At least that's what I'm believing in my head. Praise God. So, yeah, praise God. But I appreciate you and every listener. If you made it this far, listen, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of the Empower Talks community. I am honored. I am blessed. I hope that this episode has really blessed you. I hope you come back for part two. I am excited. Y'all stay blessed. Huge shout out to you for listening. If you enjoyed today's empowering talk, please follow, subscribe, or head over to cphughes.com to make a donation. Now remember, you're unique, so shine your unique light and do your part. Go empower someone.